Welcome to Review Without a Cause, the podcast where I review movies and or TV shows and I pretend to know what I'm saying and or doing. <clears throat> and this week, um, we're talking about The Mandalorian. Did I review the first season? I do not think so. Um, the problem with this, listen, we're already diving into this. The problem with this show is, you know when someone forces you, like nobody's forced me, I'm not being captured against my own will, but my boyfriend is a big fan. I love Star Wars, listen to me. I love Star Wars more than my boyfriend does. But The Mandalorian is a different thing completely. I don't know what is wrong with him, but he's obsessed with The Mandalorian. On Saturday mornings, no wait, Fridays, um, he's so excited. We watch it while we have lunch. No, not anymore, obviously, it's over. But um, he loves it. I don't know what it is because he's not that big of a fan of Star Wars. But he, I think he watched the, um, the animated series and he's kind of more in the know of this kind of part or version of the universe uh, which I am not which I apologize already in advance so I thought you know I don't know I mean obviously people want to hear what what I what not what I thought but like about the Mandalorian and I couldn't think of something better so let's do it (laughs) let's do it um just a quick heads up I'm I had a rough rough week so it's not gonna be a long video I don't think I've had a wrong um a rough week. I had two shootings uh, that week, and because of Corona, it was a bit of a, a bit stressful. But it was okay. We did it. Yay! And um, I'm flying tomorrow home, which obviously it's also a bit stressful. So I'm a bit stressed. How many times am I gonna say stressed? Take a shot every time. Surprise! You wake up. You're in the hospital. Um, and I don't know. It might be a quickie. I just I wanted to. I'm alone. In the house now because I stayed home because I'm in a lot of pain because I'm a woman and sometimes once a week it's a bitch and these I think the stress and stuff make made it way worse this month and I ended up um, puking and passed out so um, I'm not passed out anymore and I took a bunch shit of drugs legal drugs for the FBI or whoever's listening but um, that's why I might be a bit you know short I'm a, I mean, I am a short person. I'm a short woman, but I'm talking about the episode. Um, Mandalorian. Now, the second season came out. The first season came out in 2019. The second season, obviously, it's out this um, year. And it's been nine episodes total. Obviously, The Mandalorian is not a production you'll find on Netflix. It is exclusive to Disney+. Plus. <clears throat> and, oh, wait. Are there nine episodes? One, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight episodes, sorry. Um, and you have to go to Disney Plus or subscribe to the to the free trial like we do. <laughs> to be a loser. Um, so if you haven't watched the first season of The Mandalorian, I watched it a long time ago. My boyfriend watched it recently to catch up and be, you know, up to date with everything and know all the references. You might be a bit confused. Because sometimes characters show up and you're like, who the fuck was that? Um, the way that season one ended, if I guessed it correctly. So, a little recap. Obviously, this has spoilers, but we're here to talk about season two. And I'm not going to talk about it straight away. But season one, it's been a long time. So, that will include spoilers. Now, The Mandalorian season one, the baby Yoda craze. Um, the Mandalorian is the protagonist in a way. Well, it is. He is a bounty hunter. And they ask him to track something and um, target a client. And he has to get rid of 
an asset or take him somewhere. I don't fucking remember. It was a long time ago. It turns out it's Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda looks adorable. It's cute as fuck. And the guy's like, I can't. can kill that son of a bitch. He's too adorable. I wish if I ever got kidnapped, that would be the, like that would be what the kidnapper says. Like, I can't kill her. Look at that son of a bitch. She's adorable. I hope that will happen to I me. Mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's very possible. My ears are not that big. My eyes are not that big. Maybe with eyeliner, but I don't know if I can make it. Anyway, the baby is not killed. The kid, as they call it. Um, the kid is not killed, and it Mandalorian just tracks and keeps him and tries to find a way to save him. So tries to find, tries to bring him back to where the kid is supposed to go. The kid kind of develops. He has connection to the forest so he can move stuff around, but still it doesn't control it totally. It's not a full-on Jedi. It's a, it's a baby kid with much learning to do at the same time. There is a bad guy who's after the kid for some reason that we don't know about. The bad guy is, um, what's his name? Moff Gideon, amazing uh, villain name. And he kind of looks like Darth Vader, if I'm honest, but not, not the same vibe, not big of a, like, it's just, it's just a bad guy in the show. Okay. So he wants the baby so bad, tries to kidnap him at every turn and doesn't make it. And then the Mandalorian played by Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal, I mean, um, tries to, you know, keep the kid safe and bring him home. Um, the rest of the cast <clears throat> includes um, Gina Carano, who plays Cara Dune, um, and other people who change every episode because I'm not gonna, I don't know in what season, like in season one, who is in every episode. So I'm just gonna talk about Pedro Pascal. Now, we're in the season two. The kid is still with us. If you're familiar with the Mandalorian, you know that the one style and aesthetic that the Mandalorian is based on is basically a Western. So also taking in consideration that he's a bounty hunter, every episode, someone asks him to do something that is going to get him closer to his goal. In this case, bring the kid home or take care of the kid or save the kid or any kind of kid related thing. In this season two, there's um, obviously some characters who just show up for one episode because, like I said, there's little tasks or little um, things he has to do to move on with his mission. It's like a video game, so it can be really like levels in a way or like little missions like every video game is based on. Or, um, like I said, a Western. A Western show back in the 70s, it was basically every episode someone would come into town or they would take a walk and then they would... Come across like a video game. They would cross. Um, they would come across someone who'd say, "Hey, I need help. I need my village um, to be saved." There's someone coming in and killing. If you do this, I'll do that for you. So it's kind of that vibe. Um, season two, at least. I mean, season one is as well. Um, so I'm just gonna go and talk a little bit about what I thought about season two, and no spoilers first. So season two, it was good. Um, it's a bit confusing now because there's eight episodes in the first season. But when we start season two, it doesn't stop. It continues with chapter nine, chapter 10, chapter 11. Like I said, not going to add spoilers, but it's a bit confusing with the numeration of the episodes. I really enjoyed it. There were so many stars that showed up and um, sometimes they do voice work. So they, they do voice acting and I heard the voice. I didn't know who it was from and I had to Google it, but that was still fun. I had a lot of fun. Um, like I said, 
I feel like I was a bit forced by my bae to watch it because he loves it. But every time, I mean, I never said no. It's just that there's not, listen, my problem is there's not, like Gia Carano was there in season one. And she's a female figure. But for me, other than looking at cute baby Yoda, I cannot even see Pedro Pascal's face. So that's his whole thing, by the way. The Mandalorian cannot show their face in public. He did it once at the end of season one. Not a spoiler. Um, But obviously, Pedro Pascal is a beautiful man. I love him. It's just that you don't see his face. He has the helmet all the time. Um, So there's no woman in there. So I don't really feel identified with it. I, I still watched it. I still loved it. It's just that in some missions, there's barely any woman on screen, and I feel a bit not left out. But it's like oh, that's cool. Still, Baby Yoda's adorable. <laughs> I know it's very that's very simple of me to say. Like the female gaze or the female audience. Uh, not everybody will think like that. Um, not every woman would say, "Oh, there's no women on screen. I don't like watching." It's just my personal opinion. I'd like to see some women in there. Um, and eventually they do. I mean, it's not that it's just men. It's not Master and Commander. <laughs> that movie, Master and Commander, my, my dad's favorite film. Only men, not one film, not one woman in the film. If you haven't seen it, I don't know what to say. It's a bunch of men having a hard time on a ship. Anyway, back to The Mandalorian. This season was, um, it was good. The good, it's a bit like I got tired of the same format and the same strategy of you have to do this before you do that you have to do that before you do this if you want me to help you with this you have to help me with that like it is cool um but it's a bit it gets a bit old in my opinion like you get tired of it I don't know like in other shows most of the shows they have some I've talked about this in my previous episode some sitcoms or shows sometimes have a bible or they have like a strategy or a format that they like to shoot on I don't know why it's so dangerous. Like, it's so annoying. It's not annoying. It's just that I I feel it. I mean, I love John Favreau, which he's the creator and sometimes director and writer of the um, of the show. He is happy in Iron Man and the Avengers, if you want to know how he looks like. He's been, um, he's always been an actor and a producer and um, a writer. So he knows what he's doing. And I love it, obviously. It's just that, I don't know, it gets a bit re- repetitive. Because also, because also, um, I mean, the kid is the kid. What else can he do? He looks adorable. And sometimes he has to develop his powers. And, you know, that's the whole thing he has to do. And it's been the same mission since the first season that the kid has to be brought home. In this season, we see some more developments and we find out more about the kid and about what he, what the Mando, Mandalorian has to do. But it takes it takes him a bit, like I think to the middle of the season to find out what he needs to do actually for real and who the kid is and where he comes from, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. So I thought it took a bit long to get where it needed to go, but it was still good. I mean, and also I remember that the episodes, the length of the episodes varied. So sometimes the episodes pass really quickly and you have the feeling that nothing happened. Like happened to me because obviously it's an adventure or an action film. Obviously a person with a helmet on has to have a lot of action going on. And that's why the kid was included as well to bring emotion and to, you know, dynamism to the story. Because if it was just Mando, it would be a bit bored, which we're going to talk about later. It's just that 
the action needs to be there. And once the action is there, I have find it obviously time passes quickly because that's the whole point. Um, and I, the time passed so quickly. Sorry, I'm touching on the heating pad made out of um, some seats. Sorry. I don't know if you heard it. ASMR. Oh my God. Um, um, yeah, like I said, sometimes episodes pass and I was like, nothing happened. We've learned nothing. This the story is not moving on. Like filler episodes. I mean, it, what they weren't filler episodes. Everything is thought out. There's a journey that he goes through. It's just them, you know. You know. Anyway, um, I really liked overall the season. I like it very much. When the next season comes out, I will watch it. I wasn't sure if there's gonna be a new one, but apparently it will be. There will be a, a new season coming <clears throat> eventually. So I'm interested in that. And. I'm going to talk about it better later in the spoiler zone. But it was good. Um, I have a lot of... I have a lot of thoughts about the last episode. And we're going to talk about it in the spoiler zone. So get ready. Um, Put on your seatbelt. Check your mirrors. And turn the engine on. I don't know. I don't have a driver's license. Spoiler zone, spoiler zone. Um, you can tell I'm kind of tired because I don't fool on with all the hard um, that I have seeing the theme song of the spoiler zone. Now, the season two, what the fuck was that? Um, <clears throat> the episodes are fine. I love The Mandalorian because it takes me to some other parts of the galaxy that I haven't seen. For example, um, in the episode where they have to take out the little frog baby, the frog babies. I think it's called The Heiress. Um, I think so. In the Harris, Harris, also directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard, you know who she is? She's the girl from um, Jurassic World, the one who runs in high heels. Isn't that crazy? Like the actress from Jurassic World. When I saw, it, I was like, "Oh, that's so cool." Um, directed by by that girl. Great, love to see it. Um, yeah, with the frog lady. Remember. That episode, I just love seeing that town, like that little sea town. Where I had the feeling we've never seen such a thing before, at least in the Star Wars films. I thought that was really creative. So I love seeing bits of the galaxy and corners that we usually wouldn't see because we're too busy kissing our sisters and finding out who our father is and, you know, destroying planets out there. This season started really great um, with the Marshall, where this beautiful man... Uh, what's his name? Sorry. Give me a minute. I'll get there. Timothy Oliphant, who plays Cop Vanth, is there. And he is obviously the marshal of a town and he needs help um, killing something. I don't know. But um, the episode was good. The baby is there. The kid is there. Obviously, like I said, it takes some time to take off. Finally, in chapter 11, like I mentioned in the areas, we find out hello, Mandalorians do not necessarily stick to some strict rules about not showing your face, and they have very different values that um, Mando was shown, because turns out that the Mandalorian was brought up in a certain kind of community that um, was a bit of extremist, Um, so that gives you kind of perspective, and then we continue with a little mission with our favorite girl, um, that I mentioned before, the one um, who plays Cara Dune, so Gina 
Karana, who actually she thought she was um, auditioning for a Wookiee, for like a female Wookiee role, and she never thought her face would show up. <laughs> well, look at her now. Um, in this season, in this episode was really cool as well because they reunited Carl Weathers playing Grief Karga and um, obviously Cara Dune and the Mandalorian. They all go on a little mission because after all this time, they're still after um, um, Moff Gideon because he wants to abduct the child and they don't know what the fuck is going on. And then they find out that the child was being used to do some kind of experiment that has to do with cloning not clear on that part yet. Anyway, it continues. So then the Mandalorian is like, he's told to go to find a Jedi who could help him deal with obviously the kid and um, the force and what to do with the baby. So he goes and we have the episode chapter 13, the Jedi, which I mean, makes sense. In that episode, we're introduced to Ahsoka Tano. So Rosario, oh my god, Rosario Dawson, okay? Iconic, we know her. Um, and this, it's really cool. We have um, a woman who was um, running a little town or a little village, and then uh, Rosario Dawson, <laughs> sorry, wants to save the town, and the Madeline has to help her in order for um, Axona. Ah- Ahsoka, sorry, you guys are gonna kill me. Ahsoka to um to help him with the baby and train the kid. Basically, he's like, this kid needs training. I don't know what the fuck to do. And then she's like, okay, I'll help you if you help me. Like I mentioned, part of the whole thing. Um, this reminded me now that I'm thinking about it. About, um, reminds me of Princess Monotoke. Is that the one from Studio Ghibli? Because I just got confused for a minute because it's about basically the same thing about that guy who goes to this um, steel, um, this steel fabric town. Is it steel that they're making? I think so. And there's a woman who works there and is obsessed with killing the, the monster of the, the forest, the monster of the forest, the god of the forest. Oh, the spirit of the forest. And then there's this Monotoke princess um, girl that lives with wolves. And she's trying to break into the town to save everybody and kill that woman. So it's kind of the same thing. What? What? Oh, my God. I just got so confused. I was like, what? wait, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Same, same, same kind of deal. Story is being told a few times, but still cool, still great. And I think it's the first... Um, portrayal of a like actual real life portrayal of Ahsoka Tano at least I think I mean I played as her when I played um Star Wars oh, what's it called that video game remember that one? Oh, it was so great I always played I always played Ahsoka Tano because it was one of the few girls that were there <laughs> um I don't know just a little trivia <laughs> about me um this episode was good we find out a lot about the kid the kid is actually obviously the same race um, as Yoda is, and his actual name is Grogu, <laughs> which I thought it was really funny because Grogi in Spain or, you know, kind of a little nice, it's not slang, but it's like a cute way of someone sleepy. Esta Grogi means like you're sleepy. <laughs> so I thought it was cute. Grogu, Grogu it's his name, and Grogu was kind of, he was kind of trained, but then... They attack the temple that he was being trained at and 
he was one of the few survivors, I, I think. Um, and he, the poor guy was kidnapped and then he didn't have the chance to develop his powers or anything. And he, there's not that, there's not one institution for the Jedi anymore that can, you can just say, Hey, bring him there. So it's kind of fucked. Anyway, Ahsoka Tano tells the Mandalorian he needs to go to a place and leave the baby on some stone. And then um, the kid is gonna just t- tune, put on the radio FM and talk to the rest of the Jedi being like, yes, hello, 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 hello. Help, help, send nudes. Um, so that's why he does in the next episode. Takes him to a little planet. The kid is put on a child a child uh, puts on a stone and then wow what they've been followed all along but also we have two beautiful people joining us this episode they're gonna be key in the rest of the show so i'm gonna mention them obviously we have boba fett for the first time ever in an older version played by Tamura morrison and then we have fennec shand we've already met um in season one she's about bounty hunter who supposedly was dead but Apparently, Boba Fett found her on the desert and survived her, uh, revived her, and now she works with Boba Fett, and they're friends, and they get along, and she's badass, and he's badass, and that's great. Um, so Boba Fett is here. I didn't know this. Okay, I know I I suck. Like I said, it's not my love Star Wars, but I don't know enough about the other stuff. My boyfriend was the one. They mentioned it in the next episode, I think, but I didn't know Boba Fett was not actual human. Am I an idiot? Probably. But I didn't know that Boba Fett was a clone. Did you guys know this? You didn't tell me. I'm so sorry. I I have the feeling I shouldn't even be reviewing this if I don't know this. But um, the next episode, I don't think so. I think it's a... It might be in the last episode of the season. They mention it. Because um, obviously, while um, they've been tracked, and although Boba Fett and the other lady are trying to help them, the kid gets kidnapped by Moff Gideon. And in the last episode of the season, they're like, how the fuck are we going to get him back? So they call in their, well, they found them, the reinforcements. Well, the Mandalorian people that he met in that beautiful village that was um, the heiress, the heiress. Now, the heiress is obsessed with finding the black saber uh, because she says that the only person who has the black saber can be the person who can go back to their place. (laughs) and um create like bring everybody together again like the mandalorian race mandalore and um only the person who has that black saber can do it so they they're gonna help so she's gonna help him and then um let me see what if that's the actress name um yeah so Kadi Sakhoff is the one who plays um Bo-Katan Christ and she's the one who wants the black saber real bad and then we have Koska Reeves played by um Sasha Banks um she's the one who's helped I mean I think they're just friends but she's also a Mandalorian um and they help Cara Dune and Boba Fett and the Mandalorian obviously all five of them are gonna try to get the kid back from Moff Gideon now at this point, knowing TV and knowing how writing works, when the kid was sitting there on the rock and he was calling on the Jedi before he was kidnapped because he was just chilling and vibing and meditating with his app headspace, 
I was like, well, it makes total sense. Now he's going to get kidnapped and um, something's going to happen at the end. They're going to, like, I told my boyfriend, but he's just used to it. I was like, well, then they're going to call in a big Jedi because he's actually calling him or them right now or her. And then at the last minute, the person's going to show up and save the fucking show. And my boyfriend was like, I guess you're right. Uh, <laughs> poor guy. Um, so that's what happened. So in the last episode, the rescue, that's exactly what happens. They plan a beautiful plan that goes to shit because Moff Gideon knows exactly that um, the Mandalorian and the other rest of the people won the Black Saber and blah, 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 blah. So he anticipates and um, kind of plays them. It all looks lost because they have this black, um, what are they called? This black stormtroopers, but they're not, they're not real people. They're like robots. So they can be programmed and they'll do anything that they have to do to fulfill their program, which is to kill whoever is invading, um, the ship. So even though they think they got rid of them by throwing them out of the space, they can fly, bitch. So they came back and they're all banging at the door. You've seen the show. So they're all, the five of them are in there. The Mandalorian, Gina Carano. I mean, um, oh, what's her name? Um, I just said it. I just said it. Oh, Carrie Dune and then Boa Fett is there and Fennec Shand is there and the two other Mandalorians and suddenly they're like, oh, we're fucked. Moff Gideon is as well. But he's kind of, he's kind of giving up at this point. He's like, well, you're, you're going to get killed and the kid is, and the kid is going to survive and I'm going to survive and we're going to be happy and marry. Um, they're not going to marry. That's disgusting. He's a child, please. And then suddenly an X-Wing arrives. And in that moment, I was like, oh my fucking God. My boyfriend was like, oh my God, that must be, bleh. I mean, it's not a spoiler. That must be Luke. And I'm like, great. <laughs> um, that is a great. Um, I, was, I thought immediately, hold up. Because I'm already confused enough about where the Mandalorian takes place that I don't know like how old Luke must be but the way I understood it this takes place immediately after the empire well not immediately after but after the empire has been you know destroyed by Luke Skywalker in the episode six after episode six and before episode um seven so Luke technically is still young and I was thinking how the fuck are they gonna do this and they proved me the worst way. <laughs> um, they did it. So Luke is slaying ass. Bam, 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 bam. They don't show his face. And I was like, I'm, I was so nervous. I was like, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? How are they going to do that? Because if they do the CGI, it's so expensive. The face replacement CGI. So fucking expensive. But considering this whole episode took place in a spaceship and that's a studio... It was the cheapest, um, cheapest way. Um, and suddenly they revealed the face and it was immediately clear that it was a face replacement um, CGI. It was Mark Hamill's face on somebody else's body. Now I'm going to talk about somebody else's. So the body and the acting was done by Max Lloyd-Jones, who is already an actor. He's a London, um, he's a London actor. He's a British actor who's done... A few things. He's been in um, 
the War of the Planet of the Apes. He's been in Rain. He's been in Once Upon a Time. It's all the stuff. I don't know. Good, good for him. Like, he's handsome, I guess. I don't know. Um, now, the problem was, I didn't know about this, but my friend, um, I told her, immediately she wrote me, she was like, what the fuck? Why would they do the CGI replacement bullshit? I said, okay, I'm with you. And she's like, people were expecting Sebastian Stan. They were expecting Sebastian Stan to play young look. Obviously. The minute she said it, I was like, oh my goodness. They do look so similar. And you know how they are in the, I mean, Sebastian Stan, if you didn't know, he plays Bucky in the Avengers universe, MCU. People, fangirls, including myself, of the Avengers and MCU are fucking cray-cray. Also, Bucky has a huge fan base, also based on the fact (laughs) that um, he shipped with Captain America. And they were also, they felt neglected when Captain America and Bucky didn't kiss or didn't show any of their deeper relationship, even though Civil War is basically based on that friendship, but you know. Um, And people thought that it was gonna be Sebastian Stan because he's already uh -uh, on a contract with Disney. But it wasn't. It was just uh, Mark Hamill's face, which is great. It's just that Sebastian Stan looks so much like him and it would have been so much cheaper. But they want to pull our strings and they want to make us feel something. And they want that IMDb and that Rotten Tomato rating to go up. I don't blame them. So they got um, Mark Hamill to do the CGI. It's okay. It's no bad. I mean, at the beginning, I was like, that's so well done. But then... It wasn't. It's okay. He's the, he's the serious version of Luke. He's not he's not old enough to be sassy. Mark Hamill re-owned um, um, Luke Skywalker, but it's fine. He's the young one. There's no, you know, it's just what it is. Um, um, what else? Now, when Luke is there, he's like, "You called me, bitch." Um, and the kid is like, do what? Can I go, daddy? Like, oh my God, I cried. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend I cried. I cried like a bitch. Um, it's just that they've been together for two seasons. And he looks up to the Mandalorian so much. And oh my God, listen. Listen. So, oh my God, I don't want to cry. Um, when they're saying bye, Grogu and the Mandalorian. And Grogu touches his helmet kind of like, I've never seen your fucking face. How do you look? And then the Mandalorian goes off, takes the helmet off, and you see Pedro Pascal, and that's the most beautiful sight I've ever seen in my life. I'm bawling at this point. My boyfriend's like, oh, my God, the fuck? What did I stand up for this? I'm, like, crying. The baby's touching Drago, eh, and Drago Pascal. I'm sorry. Thinking about Draco Malfoy happens a lot. Pedro Pascal's face, and I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm bawling and bawling and crying. And then... The droid shows up. Um, 3PO shows up and it's adorable and it's friends with Grogu and everything's gonna be fine. And then Luke Sky like Luke Skywalker picks it up, and just walks away with a fucking kid, and the kid is like looking at him all the time. And I thought, oh my god, I was bawling and crying, and the end of an era, I have to say, that cultural reset that your baby Yoda listen, John Favreau did that. The whole show, like the whole season was like good, like consistently good, a bit slow at the beginning. Good. They brought us all the Easter eggs we wanted. Axona, eh, Axona, what do I say that? Axona Tano, Ahsoka Tano, I'm sorry. 
and um, we got to see her doing her own thing, being badass, great. Then we saw Boba Fett as well, and now we see Luke and 3PO, and what the fuck. Like, your Star Wars heart, I know people don't like this when they play directly on our heartstrings of, like, Star Wars melancholy, like, Star Wars in the past, you should like that or you should remember this forever or aren't you glad we use this cult like these pop culture references from so long ago and brought this into a new context don't you love it please love it like some people think it's needy i think if you have the like if you have the power use it what the fuck not we love to see it i cry like a bitch although i didn't cry with luke i was excited about luke i cry with uh, the kid in the mandalorian now the question is what's gonna happen now because the mandalorian now doesn't have the kid What's the Mandalorian going to have to do now? I don't know. Now, I don't know how they're going to keep this. Like like I said, the Mandalorian is a bit tricky because, well, even though he's shown his face twice this season, once in the season finale and the other one in the siege. Um, By the way, I forgot to mention the poor guy. So in the siege or siege or whatever, I don't know how to pronounce it. Obviously, Caridun is there and then uh, Grief Cardigan is there, but also... Um, What's his name? Oh my goodness. What's his name? Um, That guy that was in season one. Do you think I'm the worst? <laughs> wait, 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 that's not this episode. It's next episode. Sorry, I'm looking at IMDb. <sighs> the magic's gone. Wait, uh, wait. Uh. In the Believer. Is it? No. No, 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 no. Listen, fuck it. Anyway, the guy in the first um, season is back. And he he's not much of an asshole as he was before. And he also came back. Great for him. Um, they brought back people from the first season. They brought back people from the franchise and from the universe. They portrayed people for the first time and, like, with real people. Either, like, not with cartoons or with um, illustration. And they brought back a young Luke Skywalker who... We have never, we had not seen on TV since 1980 when he did like the Muppets, Christmas, Star Wars bullshit. I don't know. So I have the feeling they always pull out the big guns, which is great. It's just that I'm worried what's gonna happen now. What's gonna happen with the Mandalorian? I know he took his um, helmet off two times this season. Like you have to because it's just a helmet, so you don't see anything. That's why the kid was there to bring him more emotion. And then there was a whole journey about him caring about the kid and being open about it and showing people how much he cared and fighting everything. Oh my goodness. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen now with the Mandalorian. I really don't. But there's a new season. I was worried. I was like, what if that's it? What if they decided to just keep it like that, mi- like that mission, you know, and just end it here? But no, on IMDb, there's the third season. Like, it's just just programmed here at least it looks like that i don't know what it means um but it looks like at least there's four episodes coming in season three and also there's a new kind of show coming or a spin-off or whatever for disney plus i assume the book of boba the book of boba is basically boba fett and um the woman beautiful woman um fennec shand and they're gonna be together and they're gonna do a show 
it's a spin-off. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, you see them at the end of the finale going into the Jabba the Hat kind of thing. And then they're like, this is ours, kills everybody, frees the slaves, and sits on the throne just like that. So I'm kind of curious to see where that is going to go. I don't know if it's going to, like, I don't know if I'm going to watch it myself. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, it's exciting that they do spin-offs and that they bring... Um, more stuff to it. <laughs> anyway, that's it. I don't have any more strength. I'm sorry. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you want to talk to me about the emotional journey that the finale brought us, you can contact me at Sarcastic Dimples. Um, that's my personal account on Insta or at Review Without a Podcast on, on Insta. Or you can write me an email at ReviewWithoutACause at gmail.com. Um, you can sponsor me on Patreon if you'd like. But, um, just donate to people who need it. <laughs> Patreon.com slash review without a cause. And thank you so much for listening. I'm just going to lay down and take a bunch of painkillers now. Goodbye.